Welcome back uh, to Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. Bronte Lloyd will join us very shortly. Also, we'll sort with Cyril Close after the Roma market report. Uh, Robbie Catter is joining us this morning. Robbie, can we talk about the taxis and the cab situation? Now, the New South Wales government has announced it will provide an extra $500 million to help the state's devastated taxi industry after the deregulation um, of that industry. Now, this is up the back of Uber drivers coming and all these other ones, and people who own taxi licences went broke overnight. I know people whose taxi licences here in Queensland, and I mean this genuinely, their plates were worth close on a million dollars a plate, and they are now barely able to be sold. Maybe, just maybe, they might be worth 100000 yet the government don't want to know about it, do not want to know about it. Why is it? that we've got a New South Wales government prepared to pay compensation to the drivers, not enough, yet Queensland cabbies remain uncompensated all across this state. Yeah, well, I guess no one in Queensland government or, or hardly any of them, none of the leadership have ever been in business for themselves, but I don't know what it means to take a risk and what it means to take a loan out and work, uh, you know, work with sweat over the years to... Um, to pay back those loans, those licences, and um, they don't know what that means for a start. And But also, mate, they just didn't have the intelligence to work out what this meant in the broader scope of things. Like, yeah, everyone celebrated Uber and Rideshare coming in, and that's great. As it, it is a great innovation. But um, we've said from the start in the KAP, be careful of what you do here because it's going to disrupt, as it says, disrupt, and you need to acknowledge the, um, the fallout from that. So... Um, ask anyone, try to catch a cab or an Uber in Brisbane, Towns or Cairns the last 12 months and the um, the system's collapsing. <laughs> you know, you're waiting in yeah. half an hour. I waited 40 minutes for a taxi where you should take me five minutes in uh, Towns. Well, why would you want to be a taxi driver at the moment? Like, seriously, well, you know, you're, point, just get, you're just getting screwed over. Like, that's I've never seen point. it before like it. Yeah, dreadful. And, and, I mean, how would you feel? Everyone says, oh, you know, it's just new technology. Well, how would you feel if they introduced tomorrow if you're a pub owner that paid all this money for a pub license, buying a pub in, um, you know, Charles, Lingham, Roma, and um, and you pay money for that because there's um, laws enshrined around that that's selling alcohol that's mostly about consumer safety and controls over drinking. What if they open Uber pubs tomorrow where you can start selling piss out of the back of your garage yeah. and everyone would celebrate, oh, what a great innovation, it's so much cheaper. Well, of course it's cheaper because you just bypass all the laws, which is just what happened to Uber. And then all their pub licences are worth nothing around the, the, the state. And that's exactly what's happened here. So you've got all the cabbies saying, well, let's just pull the cabs off the road. And, for you know, one small thing, this is not the sum total of the argument, but just one small thing with taxis is 20% of their fleet had to be, disa- um, um, what do you say, disabled um, compliant, so ready there for the disabled. And Uber don't have to do that. So now you've got elderly and disabled that, can't get to their appointments or, Jeez. you know, their medical Jeez. appointments and whatnot. I mean, that's one small part of it. But another is that taxis had to, if you had a taxi license, you had to offer a 24-hour service. You had to have people on, on call. And, um, and, you know, so for events, that was regulated so that we had that service. And well, that's what I kept saying to them through the debate is, be careful what you're doing here because you're going to disable this regulated environment that's providing all this stuff for free the taxpayers don't have to do anything because it's cross-subsidised by the businesses themselves. They've done away with all that. So New South Wales has said, sugar, okay, we can see what's happened here. We're going to have to start rebuilding this industry. Let's, and, and the pathway back is to compensate and put some 
you know, invest with, like, why the hell would you invest in the industry or put any effort if there's the government's left you behind? But now, if they start helping you and putting money back in, then that's the way of rebuilding it. But they've picked up on that New South Wales, but Queensland's still too too stupid and they've put the head in the sand. The problem's still there and it won't go away. But um, here we are, mate. So uh, just add it to the dung heap pile of problems that this government's created and refuses to solve. And um, I think they just put their head in the sand until it gets so bad that they've, they're forced to do something and um, that's what's happening here, I think. Yeah, you're certainly right. It's a real problem and one that I think everybody's very concerned about at the present moment um, because we've seen what's happening. The health crisis here in Queensland is second to none. We've now saw, and I don't want to, a, a doctor who was barred, who got thrown out of Western Australia, who was the front page of the paper, he then couldn't get a licence in New South Wales, but guess what? Surprise, surprise. Welcome to Queensland. Welcome to Queensland and to our public health system. Now he's on the front page. I mean, you want to talk about a mess, you'd look at, you know, Townsville Regional District Hospitals, Charters Towers, Ingham Mayor currently, they could – they have patients that are needing to to have CT scans. Can't get it done. They can't get it done. There, there is more drama than you know. The underdevestment in rural and regional health is embarrassing. Yeah, mate. I look, you know, crisis doesn't seem a strong enough word. And I like, I, I think it's worse than I actually than I understand. And uh, yeah, you, you just get constant reports and think, oh, it can't be that bad. And um, and look, there's a lot of good people in health and doctors and nurses that work in that space, but it's, I think as best you can explain, it's just like 10 or 20 years of compounded laziness and complacency. So, you know, instead of um, building up um, building up an environment for where GP, local GPs are coming out and into towns and cities and work and then do their um, – and, uh, and operate in, in conjunction with the public hospital and provide service there. Instead of incentivising that sort of behaviour and creating more doctors' um, positions, in which um, you know is at the core of a lot of this, and uh, instead of doing that, they've just plugged the gaps with locums over the years, and they've created a culture. I mean, this is only one element of this whole problem, but it, I think it's a, a good demonstration of how they've got it so wrong. They've just plugged the gaps with locums over the years and made it more attractive for people not to position themselves permanently in in those areas and. People get sicker and you put more pressure on, um, let's say, in, in the North Queensland in my patch, if they go to Townsville more, they start loading up the Townsville hospital because they're not getting the service back out there and it becomes more awkward trying to control that and it all compounds these other problems. And, you know, in Townsville hospital, I'm told it's, I think, I think they call it code yellow just when they're full up and they're ramping um, up the ambulances. It's just like that more often than it's not now because they just can't handle everything that's going on. And, yeah, it's just falling apart at the seams, and 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 just fits in perfectly with that narrative of or that observations I've made as a um, Labor government over the years of just putting their head in the sand with problems and and trying to just fix, throw money at them to fix them and um, and walk away from it where they're a lot more complicated than that. And um, mate, it, yeah, you you really couldn't. It's hard to do it justice with words explaining how deeper hole they've dug with their health system statewide. I know it's I know it's Brisbane as well, you know, I know it's not just in the regions and out western areas, but as as usual, we get we're at the tail of the whip, you know, it's it's a lot more um acute and worse the more remote you go with these problems. So yeah, mate, I 
if there's one, there's a lot of school bad things to school this government on, but probably health for worse. And um, oh, crikey, I'd, it, it's going to take a long time to turn around, mate. Yeah, I agree with it. It's a real worry. Appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much for being with us, mate. Lots of issues. I hate being negative about it, but we just got to face these issues. Really appreciate so what you're I. doing, mate. Thank you. Thanks, Tom. All the best, mate. All right, we'll take a break. Come back with more. Robbie Catter, not far away. Bronte Lloyd joins us.